1: And why is the spelling so bad? That's and is, this, is the author heard of punctuation? <laughs> this week, hearts broken as the King of Glasgow pays a royal visit to Gorgie Can Brendan finally get a win over Clark's Kelly? All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tims Hello and welcome to episode 137 of 20 Minute Tims on board this week Stephen Hello there Melly, yes, and I'm Jamie, and it's not actually episode 137, isn't it? Well, we've numbered the 137, oh, right, but there yeah, are yeah. not the 137 episodes of this podcast. The lost episodes, yeah. We just <laughs> we are stopper numbering a long time ago. <laughs> um,
0: well, at least it's more than 137. It's not less than. We're not, uh, we're, not shortchanging I, there. we're not We're not we're yeah. not
1: jacking the numbers up. We're just we're just saying that there's probably well, it must be someone that needs what 200 episodes. Including all the special stuff we've and done. Played and, interviews and played bits and, and bobs. and
2: now Patreon stuff we've done. We're well into the 200s. Yeah. Anyway,
1: it? nobody cares. <laughs> Hearts v <laughs> Celtic, melee.
2: Yes, a lovely wee Sunday. And yeah. a beautiful Sunday for the
1: Hoops. It was a beautiful Sunday. We sort of owed Hearts one, kind of. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, oh, absolutely.
2: That was that
0: was crucial to get that win. And it was a good win to get because, in fairness, it was a pretty entertaining game. For the first half, at least. Yeah. It was much like the, the game at Easter Road recently. It was a, a quite a hard-fought game. Um, hearts were all over it in the first half but didn't really turn up in the second more to come but it's been the most talked about grass in Edinburgh since Lee Wallace
2: (laughs) (laughs) started off with a lovely wee guard of honour that's nice right. to see them not clapping I love that <laughs> Why
1: did you like it? Maybe for the same reason I liked it Because it just shows
2: how bitter they are And yeah. how much that you slap Oh, we need to do this Do you know what? do it if you're yeah. going to do
1: aye, that. aye, that's the thing as
2: we say, They don't have to do the Guard of Honour They like chose when, It was like when Jimmy
0: Bell stood out front And refused to clap for Jimmy Johnson aye. Just don't do it don't Just do go it. away into the, into the changing rooms or something So what happened
1: was They'd done like a Guard of Honour Some of them clapped And they just sat there There was a lot of hunnishness on show In that Hearts team we had Naismith and Lafferty refusing to clap. We had Naismith and Lafferty throwing themselves about the pitch. Naismith in particular, he must have been he must be Facebook friends with Alan Hutton. Yeah. After reading Alan Hutton's post last week about making sure Scott Brown knew he was there. Well, this game is all about the long grass, the
0: tall grass of Tynecastle, and in that tall grass was a snake. (laughs) A serpent by the name of Stephen John Naismith. And he was having a a right Nasty old time out there, wasn't
2: it? Oh, you know, it was disgusting. When you see it going full swing, you couldn't really see it. But once you see the replays, vile, vile man. And Mel- the linesman's looking at it yeah. as well from what you see from behind. So, poor sure, should have been a straight red. Yeah, for for clearly clearly what old. we're talking about is
0: a is challenge on Scott Brown. Multiple. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, Melly and I watched the game together and we sort of... When it happened, we saw oh, without of, me, eh? yeah. The <laughs> we sort of gave the benefit of the doubt and thought, right, these things can can sort of happen in challenges. But with replays, it was clear as day. Oh, it was oh, absolutely oh. appalling challenge. People can get tangled up when they're both going for the ball, but <laughs>
1: that was five minutes late. I know.
0: <laughs> the other ones were more niggly. I've seen the James Forrest one back again and that looks as if he genuinely tried to get the nah, ball and disagree. follow through.
1: Because I watched that today and I watched it three or four times and I would implore anyone to go watch it again. Naismith's foot is moving towards the ball, right? Yeah, now he kind of hooks. Yeah, the but there's a very deliberate move. When, so what I think happens is he's going towards the ball, right? And Forrest's foot comes into play hmm. And there's a very deliberate movement Away from the ball Towards Forrest's foot You can see him changing the direction Of where his foot's going So he makes sure he lands right on top of Forrest's ankle He knew exactly what he was doing
0: I think the difference is With that one a good lawyer would get you off in court There, yeah. are, there are some circumstances But the brown one is as clear as day It's yeah. absolutely yeah. appalling
1: Naismith is an experienced guy He knew what he was doing Because yeah. that one on Forrest was a, was a smart wee snakey niggle The other one on brown where he waited to Brown jumps and backs into him, so Brown clatters into him. That was a that was a, a professional one. Snake Melly.
2: Oh snakey, nice guy does work for charity. I Fucking don't like him. I like. I don't <laughs> care what he does for charity. He's one of them. Bastard.
0: He had a lot, a, a couple of goes at not. Uh, he had one on Rogic as well, which ultimately led to Boyata's goal. The free kick it started, with. he was just he was just charging about the pitch, just niggling at people. I feel like that's what he's become as a player yeah. he's, he's sort of I, I had that sort of grudging respect for him when he I mean I hated him when he was at Rangers but I acknowledge the fact yeah. that he was a useful dangerous player at times but that seems to have gone now he seems to have lost and any sort Lee of threat McCulloch yeah I, I, that's exactly it I think he seems to have gone down the sort of Wayne Rooney route nowhere near as talented no. though, obviously nowhere near, but he's lost what made him great and he's now just a, a sort of clogger he
2: yeah, is he Exactly like Rooney in that respect. Where just he used to constantly work hard. Yeah, be yeah a pest. It. Now he he's, he can't do that as much. It's niggly fouls. And what position do you play? in it's another guy mm-hmm. that doesn't have a position. Yeah, he doesn't score enough goals. He doesn't make enough goals. He's just he's just in there signing on the January
1: window. Apparently, remember the I, remember the hype course, about yeah. him when he first arrived. That absolute hype. Ranger. esque
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go as far to say. His Dodged a bullet because he would probably do a job for Rangers as well. But it shows that all the talk about that at the time why aren't Rangers signing him? I mean, was he really that necessary? He's probably better than what they've got anyway. But but, he still would have done a job, but I don't think he's done enough at hearts to say, Well, Rangers missed hmm. out there
1: anyway. Enough of of Stephen Naismith. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about Celtic on two up front. The king of Glasgow up front with Um, Eddie.
2: It's it's back to the sort of four, two, three, one Hmm. way. King Eddie out in the left the sort of Sinclair position I thought it'd be two, could have possibly went 3-5-2 when he first looked at it But the way it was put out by Celtic it looked like 4-2-3-1 but Celtic never really settled into the game early on it took till 15 minutes so maybe it was the grass but Hearts done what they done the previous game at Tynecastle and just looked to shut down Celtic at every opportunity we couldn't settle on the ball we were trying to play out from the back and it, it just wasn't working it was hard on that grass they were pressing so we went a wee bit more direct. Hesitant
0: to use the word good, but to be honest, Hearts <laughs> have done all right at Tynecastle this season. Prior mm. to this game, they were undefeated. Now, I know they've not played as many games at home as other yeah. teams have because of the closure of their, their stadium, but having said that, since then, they are undefeated and they're good at closing games. I know, games. but,
1: uh, but they're ta- I mean, they don't play any football, no, to speak no, I, that's of why no sort of, football.
0: That's why I sort of recoiled from saying the word good. Uh, Effective is maybe a better word.
1: I, I mean, just on the pitch, I, oh, it's hard to tell when you're watching it on telly. Even like when I was listening to the Sports Sound podcast this morning, like they obviously recorded that at the game, and they couldn't mm. tell from where they were sitting. Mm, they had yeah. just sent a guy down. But every Celtic player has come off. Brownie on Instagram said, the longest grass and the driest, dustiest pitch he's mm. ever played football on.
2: Christopher Br- bera said it as well after the game. Did so.
1: Brendan Rodgers said it was honestly a disgrace.
0: Does it not make the whole thing a bit silly? And it seems to be, it's exclusive to football, this thing, I know you're allowed to do it. But should this thing not be sort of standardised by this period of the game it's 2018 and you've still got teams shortening pitches wide narrowing pitches I quite like that that though you wouldn't get it in any other sport you wouldn't get say like the LA Lakers turning up to a basketball court on a way ground and find out that they've replaced the hardwood floor with three inches of sand (laughs) well try bouncing the ball on that
1: mate we're allowed to do it it's it's tactics we don't want you dribbling on it I quite like it I quite like that you're like you know, influence the playing surface to a degree. Hmm. Um, but what I also like is, didn't he work for Hearts?
0: No, no, I didn't. Because
1: they, they tried, and Celtic just found a way around it. Celtic found, as Brendan Rodgers said in his post-match comments, I don't like to play this way, but we just had to get it up into the final third and play most of our football there.
2: I know, if it works to Moussa Dembele's benefit. See, when you make him the focal point and you make everything go through him, he's absolutely unplayable. I thought he was brilliant yesterday, just everything went through him he was closing down everything he nearly got a goal from it his, his hold up play his, his link majesty. up play absolutely brilliant and see when Celtic play like that it was like the ball when Scott Brown pings it out of forest he gets ahead the and then puts in Dembele he should score as a decent save hmm. but Celtic's goals sort of came from that getting the ball forward quickly and getting chances but we didn't give the hearts a chance to settle in, get back into position. It was just bang, bang, bang forward, and it just sh- makes them belly. Guys like Rogic, Forrest look better. Their lineup was slightly different this time. There was no Milinkovic or Cochrane mm. who had both
0: played well at Tynecastle. The last time they both did extremely well. Actually, I've, to be honest, I don't know how good a player either is because I've not really seen them since that no. game. But um, they they weren't in. But Dimitri Mitchell was back. He's been fairly impressive this season. He was out for a couple of months and. He did well at Celtic Park, despite the fact Celtic won 3-1. He impressed because, for some reason, Celtic took Forrest off and that allowed Mitchell to get get forward and cause cause a few problems. He was back in. It wasn't as good this time around and Roberts gave him a that terrible time towards
2: the end. It was a, not a poor start. Was it was a great start from Celtic. And we got away with one with the corner comes in. It was a controversial corner as well because I'm not even sure if Lustig touched it going by the replay. Mm-hmm. when La- I think it was Lafferty going up against him, but... Lafferty was giving our defence a lot of trouble, I and mean, he was ragdolling Boyata at some points. You said it before the game, just don't let Kyle Lafferty <laughs> score against us.
0: Yeah, I'd I, I started taking notes ahead of recording the podcast during the game, and I showed it to Melly and pointed to a sentence and just said, Please just don't let Lafferty <clears> score. That's now the third goal he's got against Celtic this season. How many have Rangers on? got? can't be much. Two, nine, two. Nine.
2: Nine. <laughs> yeah. The corner corner comes in and it's the first sort of mistake from Scott Bain, I think the free kick's given for a foul against him, it's nowhere near a foul against him, he'd be furious if it was the other way about, he's got to be stronger than that and it's the first time he's really looked vulnerable but he gets away with it and then it it didn't really do much for us because Hearts scored pretty soon after it and it was coming from Hearts, they were better, Celtic hadn't really created much and... Again, it was just their tactics, the ball into midfield, up there. There's about three or four unchallenged hmm. headers and Naismith goes up with Brown, Brown goes over and falls, so that leaves Naismith free. Header, header, the defence, Boyata and I sit off. Maybe shows McGregor gets sucked in a hmm. bit and they flick it over and an absolute, oh, I can't even say it, it was a decent finish. Don't say decent it. Finish <laughs> with absolute it I was mean. an
0: okay finish from last hmm. And and uh, Boyata did get a wee bit lost in that left... The likes of McGregor and I are having to make decisions between two players mm. and the, the two of them sort of got caught. But that seems to happen quite a lot with Celtic. I, I can't remember the specific game, but there was a game at home recently where all it took was a couple of bouncing headers, like a little bit of headed tennis, and, and they were clean through. Was mm. Dundee, I think? It may have been Scott Bain. Oh, no, it couldn't have been because Scott Bain made a cracking save. It was mm. nothing.
2: I can't remember. It doesn't really
0: matter, but it seems
2: to seems Jack to have, Henry get caught by a few mm, of them yeah. in that Dundee game? But it's as you said nice being niggly fouls it just gives Cel we'll take the free kick and to be fair in this game I thought the delivery from in Cham for a couple of the corners and this free kick especially was much better than it has been and it's lovely to see that it's Lafferty's fault that Boyata's onside and it's Lafferty's fault that he lets him get away and what a header by the way if that was Larson we'd be creaming ourselves over it it was Cavani-esque I mean, oh, Cavani
0: for PSG it's, um, earlier this season Sports sports scene um, pointed out that it was, uh, they were pretty adamant there was offside, but see when you see mm-hmm. the replay, it was like a, an ear that yeah. was offside. I don't know how that counts in these Manufactured controversy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's something that I don't think Boyd has done enough for us this season. No, he did it a lot
2: under Dialer yeah. and last season as well. Did he you know
1: not one in? of our top goal scorers on season under dialer I think
2: he got seven
0: or eight I one mean? season, but He's only got three this season, um, two in the league, both of which are against Hearts, one mm-hmm. against Brechin, I think, recently. But I thought I thought he had a decent game, despite the fact the problems with the goal... Uh, I thought he had a better game. He's been much better recently yeah, than, than we have been giving him credit
2: for. Transfer window coming
1: up? I was like, am i just being paranoid. Mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, to be honest, I didn't he really deserve to be level? We'll take it every time, and it was great to get it so quickly after Hearts, but we hadn't really created much after that. It wasn't until after that where we created the chance. Brown out to Forrest. He gets a hit there ahead of the left back, puts Dembele in, probably should score that one. Uh, yeah, for yeah, yeah, a bit clean more through clinical mm. was decent save, and then when the ball goes down the left and Musa just absolutely ragdolls. Suter, what was it? Suter. Takes yeah. the ball off him in mean, a lovely wee lob. It was like, oh, one of those ones you're choking, you hit the net. But it just as soon as he hit it, it was just a wee bit too much and it just clips the top of the bar. He had absolutely no right to get to that ball. No, as well. I that's why it was so good. Yesterday. The ball from Rogic was good, but it was slightly short. The
0: defence get caught under it. And Dembele really took out two defenders because he, he, outran, he outran, rather one of them and then just birds so off. they're off God, I, just, the I wish
1: Dembele was here again to next season because <laughs> you can see he's starting to get back into that cream nut prime form
2: that's see when we did sit back a bit after the first 15 minutes and you're giving the ball to Rogic and he's putting those balls into the channels for Edward Forrest or Dembele see when Dembele's got a bit of space and a bit of power like we've seen it remember the Aberdeen game where he went down the line plays it across and Tierney comes steaming in for the goal. See when he's got a bit of space he's just such a more effective player but when teams sit back at Celtic Park he doesn't have that space and he has to manufacture things himself and that's not really his game. When he's got that space and that power to just drive into he is unplayable. He gave Berra and Suter an absolute torrid time yesterday. Just before half time as well could have been one of the team goals. It was just lovely. Get the ball forward. Rogic and Forrest worked it well. No, Dembele and Forrest worked it well. Laid it off for Rogic. He could have played either Dembele back in or Forrest in the right. But he absolutely ballooned one over. Something you just expect him to bend it into the top corner. But... It was he's gonna get three points in the rugby for
0: it. McGregor was involved in that, wasn't he? He played the ball through to Dembele, who who laid it off. McGregor, who I thought was was all right again, filling in the left back. A false three, but he, <laughs> you know, he was unlucky not to score as well. At yeah. one point, he had the side netting but I
2: think again, once again, just a reliable, good seven out of ten from Callan mm. McGregor. Into the second half, and I thought as soon as we came out, it was much better from mm, Celtic. Yeah. We pressed more. We, sort, we did sort of sit back more, we sorted out the defence, we didn't play out as much, we got it forward, but it was our press, I think Lustig robs Mitchell, hmm. and again Rogic gets the ball quickly, out of his feet, what a pass, and Dembele, that touch and that finished it was, it's on re-esque, it's absolutely brilliant, um, everyth- you can't buy that stuff, <laughs> but you can really.
1: Yeah, you can, you can, <laughs> everything about Rogic's ball, was beautiful. Oh. I love an outside of the foot, and I love an outside of the foot colour. But you're right. Dembele's touch and finish, it was it was amazing. It really was something special. Even more impressive because he may have been tempted to go for that with his left foot.
0: Yeah, because he, that was quite similar to his, his. I think it would have been his hat trick goal against Rangers in the five one game last season, where he takes it down and smashes it across with his left foot. Yeah. But uh, the the presence of mind
2: to switch, just completely switch his hips in one movement Such and put poise. it back across the keeper. Um, it's just he lifts it off the ground a wee bit yeah. so even if the keeper's foot's down it's, the keeper's got no chances I love finishes like I love Don that's the sort of goals I like to score it's absolutely brilliant he's just the king of Glasgow in. <laughs> the <laughs> pass though
0: all about, all about the pass I mean his, his first touch was excellent but the pass was such that
2: he could have bought himself time with a bad touch the yeah, pass that, was, yeah. was that good it's just absolutely imperative that the business we do this summer we need to get Rogic signed yeah. up he was he doesn't dominate games but just he's passing in that game he just gives us such a different dimension that it was just something we don't have anywhere else and we've seen it last week in the Rangers game when he went off the quality went down a wee bit up in the final, uh, in the final third and again in this game when he went off Armstrong totally different player but Rogic he just gives us that quality and in a game like that that's two, one pass and that's a goal really hmm. see if we lose those two guys next year that could be the difference between winning and drawing or winning and getting a a defeat snatching a win from defeat I mean we need to keep these quality players it
0: seems such an obvious thing to say that it maybe even doesn't need said but take those two guys out of the team and it's such a different team well, such a, completely a fe- different I
1: mean team. feasibly everyone that was involved and scored the goals yeah last season with the exception of a charm. Boyata Rogic and Dembele could all not be here next season
2: yeah and then Armstrong as well and, and then, then Armstrong and which yeah we've yet. not got to yet we need to keep a hold of these guys if we are going to push on in Europe We need. To, it's going to be difficult to keep Dembele because he's two years probably maxing out there and if he does go to a good team you can say fair enough but it could do another year here but Rogic just, just stay mate come on I know I, I wonder about Rogic
0: there seems to be a, a lot of smoke around this one with him being like to other teams, I just worry that he might see five years as being enough at Celtic. You what know, yeah. else is there for, for him to do? You know what I mean? It's, I hope not. I hope he signs. Um, I would say it's an imperative, as you say, Melly, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure where his head is. You,
1: you, you do forget Rogic has been here for an awful long time. You know, he's, he's been here, he's been out on loan, he's been back. He's struggled to make his breakthrough in the team. He's made his breakthrough in the team now and he's, we're, we're starting to see the best of him. But Rogic is, Melly a bit of a... Would other teams consider him a luxury player? Now, see you look most people look to the Premier League. Would a bottom half team who are involved in scraps to stay in the league, would they necessarily play a uh, Rogic? Would he get a lot of game time? I mean, physically, does he the physicality for the Premier League? Mm. You know, these midfielders and defenders, we saw this when we played even Leicester in the in our pre season friendly, yeah. these guys are built, they're athletes. Rogic isn't an athlete yet. Um, and then you look down at the championship Flair players don't really tend to do very well in the Championship so much so we, I just, where does Roderick see his future?
2: Uh, hopefully it's with us I mean, even if he did sign another three year deal he, was, he could go in a year or two feasibly and still get the same type of club that he's looking for Yeah, I think he's got to play for a full season injury free he's never done that he's just getting back to playing in week in, week out it's difficult for the guy to keep his fitness up and see down down in England. I don't necessarily think it's the best league for him to go no. for all the reasons you've spoke about. I mean, who's he going to go to? Bottom half, would he play every week? Most teams down there play a three in midfield rather than the two and the one ahead. Difficult to see him in there. and You'd probably say Armstrong's more suited to that mm. style of play down there than Rogic. If he goes to the Championship, it's going to need to be a, team that's challenging for the playoff or above and they play 40 odd games a season he'll be lucky to make yeah. half of
1: them I read a, I read or head a start recently that said Rogic hasn't completed 20% of the games he started
2: is that, is that right
1: what, yeah 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 so 20% of the games he started he's he's, he's unable to finish them but I mean look, it sort of went two ways Stephen you said there was a lot of smoke about him leaving apparently and I don't know where I heard this probably on another podcast um, <laughs> uh, the, the club weren't confident of him signing a new deal, but they've kind of changed their mind. Oh, really? Um, okay. He might be waiting to see what happens, because he was called up to the, the preliminary squad for the for the Australia World Cup team, along with Jamie McLaren of, uh, of Hibs.
2: I don't necessarily think he is a first choice for Australia. That might change, just from the limited knowledge I've got. But they've got a decent midfield, and I don't know if he, he's a first choice in Has there. Has he been so? at
1: the World Cup with them before? I, I know he's played the Gold Cup or whatever. What was
2: 2018? So 2014, he would have been with us, but I don't think he, he made it. But he's a good player and he's the type of guy that we can sort of build a team around. He's not going to get that many no. other places so. no. have Australia still got Harry Coole
0: and Craig Moore that is still that get Tim K, still got Tim Cahill <laughs> <he'll> aye <lie. laughs> do you know what I make a joke but the guy's about 40 and he's still on his team Kevin Musket my <laughs> man, <the> <laughs> <strangers>. <laughs> played every game up to the old third game dropped <laughs> um, see on Nogget on I don't. I agree I don't think England's the best move for him I could see him playing in Italy or Spain I think no, there's like talk that. of China I think that'd be a waste of Listen, like to listen, see listen that.
1: Tom Roderick, I know you listen to this. I know, I know you do. I, I know I saw him in town yesterday and this kind gave me a an annoying look. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um don't go to China. No, I, I know I know don't. China's like rich and that, but it's off the food is probably awful. <laughs> yeah. um, you won't like anything there. And they don't support football really in China. No. They don't not the way you get it here. Quite aside from Celtic players, I don't really like to see any player at their peak going to China,
0: to be honest, even if it's nothing to do with me. When Oscar left Chelsea to go to China, I thought, oh, what, what did, a complete
2: waste. Did, they, did Derek Ryder go to China? I bet he did at some point Dad, probably, He came back, scampered back pretty quickly Ah yeah.
1: the food, it's no, always I, the, it's the food that gets you, you listen, He probably you're...
2: turned up looking for chicken balls ah, you, don't get, <laughs>
1: ah, you don't get chicken balls and chicken fried rice and chow mein and sati sauce it? <laughs> Did okay. he do
0: that sort of Scottish football thing where he did the rounds of like Kerala blasters in China and then some Singaporean
1: team I'm, I'll, I'm going to Google this while we're talking about, <laughs> where we're talking about Scott Sinclair's goal but um, let me refer back to you I'm pretty sure he did go to China Did he?
2: <laughs> just, just before we get on to Sinclair some bad news about King Eddie when oh, yeah, put the ball through looked pretty innocuous but you know, that usually spells hamstring and oh, any sort of hamstring injury that, that's good few weeks and with the cup final what, two weeks away don't think he'll make it it was much like Dembele last season, wasn't yeah. it? And they got that hamstring and that, that cheered the Rangers fans up no end, didn't it? It's just and one the- of these things that these are young guys. We forget how young Dembele and Edward are and these injuries are going to happen. They don't quite mm. know how to work their bodies yet and that, as they're still growing like that. That comes when you get older, but just disappointing because the guy's been on fire recently and if he was to miss out in the cup final and with a midweek game, a Saturday game then the cup final and Griffiths are, I know he was only out through illness, but his calves can go, so it meant after that we had to take off the belly. And we sort of lost a bit up front. Forrest did okay. I yeah. thought um, he, he made himself useful, but
0: got caught offside once or twice. And to be honest, that's fine. He's never going to have the same instincts that a, that a sort of more experienced central striker is going to have in terms of movement and making runs and things like that. But he did okay. Made himself made himself known.
1: I've been googling Yes <laughs> And eh uh, I was making jokes about the food I'm, I was right Yeah So li- listen to this Tom Rodgick Okay Th- This is this is quotes directly from Derek Ralden. It was a nasty experience for me I lost a stone in three months It's not like you can just go down to Asda and get food uh-huh. I was just Just buying the right food was really hard There you go See And I think we had tom- I-, I was staying with an Italian player And I think we had tomato pasta Just about every night <laughs>
2: Tomato pasta (laughs) Culture vulture I know
1: Nobody spoke English And I didn't want to bring my girlfriend over It was like an army camp basically The standard of football was really really bad I had three managers in three months (laughs) It was just a nasty experience. So that's what you. Yeah, that's what you're looking one at. If you absolute want absolute
0: to... Brit abroad, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no one spoke English. I, go, was... and, go and play in Benidorm, mate. It was probably like some sort of dystopian <laughs> corner of China where they make iPhones. I was getting gas mask and all that. Aye, aye. The... Um, anyway, enough of that. Back to back to the Hearts game. Well,
2: when uh, Edward went off, Sinclair came on, and then Dembele went off. Is it? Uh, we brought on Armstrong and Roberts subs you like to see Armstrong made a big difference his runs in behind just gives us something different teams can't pick up on him and with Sinclair Roberts outside Forrest running behind we would so much space out wide and it got to a point in the game when I turned to you I was like haven't had a chance this no, second no. half we controlled the game without looking brilliant but the ball was just in their half constantly We were getting in behind at the wide positions and Something that we harped on about before. We ripped teams apart last year down out wide and we've done it again this game. Armstrong's contribution to the third goal, Sinclair's, was slightly different. He took up slightly different positions
0: in this game. You would normally expect that Armstrong get to assist coming in off the left. Mm-hmm. Um, this time he was down the right, got past a couple of challenges, a couple of wee breaks of the ball in there but found Sinclair who made it look like the hardest <laughs> tap-in I've ever seen. It,
2: it was probably because he was
1: still angry from the one just shortly aye. before.
2: Was oh, uh, it Armstrong, should he? Aye, aye, in? aye. Armstrong, I mean, he had that, he set up the goal, and he had another good chance as hmm. well. I think the keeper say well, so he made a real contribution. But I think they, they mentioned it earlier in the game that Mitchell gets caught at the pitch so much, so I think when Roberts came on, Forrest tends to drift over that side, and he put Armstrong more right-hand side and left-hand side and we just took them apart down that side and that's where the goal inevitably comes from. So I'm a quick uh, throw-in throw-in Roberts was mm. dancing around him at one point yeah. as well. A lovely wee Meg as well.
0: I've watched that back a few times and I still can't tell what it was he did. Mm. That time he sort of just skinned Mitchell, so I think it was, at the conflict
2: Sort his legs with the top. Of his I, I don't know how he did it. Foot. Oh, lovely. That's what you want to see Paddy doing.
0: Sinclair, I thought Sinclair did quite well. When he came on, he he made a, a chance for Forrest. Uh-huh. And Forrest just bent it around the, around mm. the far post It was inches away. And then he finally got <laughs> his first goal in... Th- after 15 games I think it was scored a penalty away to Partick Thistle on the 23rd of January okay. but the most important thing is the helicopter that was coming to take his I was
1: hoping you would update us on this
0: <laughs> his top scorer trophy away is changing direction <laughs> <laughs> so is that him what Peachy? no he's, he's back out in front he's oh is back, he yep, he's back one in front
1: for those who might not have been following this Scott Sinclair Stephen was awarded Celtic top goal scorer at the Celtic Player of the Year award. with Awards, five games to go with five games to go James Forrest Drew Level <laughs> Drew Level when he scored against Rangers That's right And now Sinclair is back out in front What's, What's
2: Musa on now? He must be pretty
0: close Is he maybe two or three back now? No, what? no, of course, Billy Now he's maybe a bit two off
1: Oh, <laughs> oh no like So
2: second, second position in the league, isn't
1: it? Paddy Roberts played a part Would you... I mean, there's been a lot of noise on the internet recently That Celtic are prepared to break their transfer record We just don't know if it's for Paddy or if it's for Eddie Or Chifty Or Chifty I buy him back back back. Good mental With the transfers (laughs) there Um, Well let's address Paddy first Would you take Paddy back?
2: Yeah 100% It's just injuries That have stopped him playing This season We all know how good And effective he can be For us being good this season But This is We need good players We need two good players For each position I mean The Anderlecht game Paddy, that was his stage one, mm-hmm. and he was absolutely brilliant that game. forrest been good in other games, but you need different types of players in different positions. I think if we have Robert sign him, we'll sell him for a bigger fee in a few years' time. But, if we sign him, if we sign Edward, or if we sign, sign both, ideally I would sign both. It's a big outlay of transfer fees, but we're in no better position than we are currently, yeah. are so- We something- have them for longer, but it's not improved the team any.
1: Something tells me, Stephen, that I think you could get Paddy Roberts on a cut price.
0: Yeah, possibly. I mean, he's never. Let's face it, he's never going to play for Man City. That's just not yeah. going to happen. He's miles behind everyone. Even those, those players yeah. who are younger than him, well ahead of him in yeah. the Man City pick and order. That's not going to happen. However, he'll, he'll still fancy himself as getting a getting a decent move from oh, Man City. He will. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. But
1: I just think if we put it to him the same as we'll put it to everyone else, if he looks at like a Van Dijk and Dembele and all that, we go, look, come here and do it properly. Sign a three year deal, but give us a year, give us eighteen months. And see how you get on. Man City, they'll probably let him go for four or five million in cham money. Mm. I, I don't think there's much of a gamble there. Eddie, on the other hand, is a different story. Eddie's big bucks. Mm, Eddie's yeah. your Eddie's your your eight million quid, your six, seven, eight million quid. It's it's Chris Sutton money. Do you think worth it? Do you think he's a good replacement for, for Dembele if belly goes? And yep. is he worth that sort of dough?
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I would I would sign him. I think it's a I think it's a must. We spoke a little bit on the the Patreon episode about how he's, he's as close to a banker as he can possibly get. We know that yeah. how good he is and how good he could he could possibly be. I don't see it as a gamble, despite the fact that it might be a little bit more expensive. But we know what comes with shopping in Celtic's market if they don't spend a little bit of extra money. We talk about the the transfer record, but that that stood for like eighteen years or something. I, know, now. I, I mean, know. Celtic are in a very a fairly unique position with that, where the the transfer record has stood. For so long, it wouldn't be as big a deal for, for clubs. But I think it's because it's been
2: there for so long, it would be a massive deal if Celtic broke it. Melly, would you be happy? I'd be happy, as Steven says. It's a banker, but I won't be happy as if he signed as a Dembele replacement. Because right now, we have Dembele, we yes. have Edward, we have Griffiths. If we do sell Dembele, we need a Dembele replacement. Griffiths, Edward, different players... You can see what a big guy up front can Mm. do. Games like that at Tynecastle, he ripped them apart. So if we're going to sell Dembele, get big money in, get Paddy, get Edward and get somebody else in. The Roberts situation, the
0: circumstances of that are changing all the time as well because as strange as it seems now, we're going to have to potentially replace Roberts and replace Musonda, who everyone saw as the replacement for Roberts next season. So I don't know what's going to happen on that front. We're going to lose two of who were seen as the, the most creative players in the squad.
1: Massonda's a strange one, isn't it? Because we supposedly beat a lot of teams to his signature. Highly, highly rated young player. Comes up here, can he get in the squad? There's There's been a bit of chat online about, you know, Brendan Rodgers signing policy and we can maybe discuss that another time. But on Massonda, I mean, I we spent a lot of money on him reportedly we're paying him a lot of dough. He's no getting a game, but I mean that, that surely everyone's allowed a shocker, and you know you, you say Edward's a banker. Mm. When you look at someone like Massonda with his reputation coming up here, that's almost a banker.
0: You would have thought so. I have yeah. no idea what's happened, to be honest. And it just it shows you what the perception is like when you've got a, a sort of new shiny toy. Because if Musonda had done what Rogic did against Hearts, we'd be talking about yeah. it for ten years probably. Because we're still going on about that assist they had against Senate, which was highly impressive. It has to be said, but it was nowhere near as good as Rogic's. I've no idea what's happening with Musonda. It's a, a bitter disappointment because that transfer window now looks like a complete washout. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I mean, it hasn't affected anything because Celtic still. Know, relatively strolled to the league but nothing Celtic did in that transfer window had any effect on anything apart from Scott Bain
1: What well, if I told you the, at the time that the highlight of the January transfer window would have been Scott Bain coming in which, which, which it was It's crazy
2: crazy thing I mean, Comper, not in the squad Musonda, not a squad back down he's apparently got a shoulder injury and Jack Henry I think was he an unused sub Samorovic was on the bench but mm. I'm guessing
1: Henry might have been on the bench it's not great reading, is it? No, another player that's been linked with us uh, today in the paper was Craig Dawson, West Brom defender. Um, are they down? Are they near? They more or less down. Been, yeah, they've had a bit of a resurgence since getting
0: rid of Alan Pardew, which they should, should have done. But imagine basically. that. I'd be reluctant. Know, I'd be reluctant to say that someone got relegated because of a manager, but there's your evidence right there. They've, I think, since they get rid of him, they've beaten Man United, and drew Liverpool, beat Spurs. Did they? Yeah, yeah uh, I think so. I mean. Quite a turnaround. I,
1: I will urge you, if, um, if you just like a bit of football reading, there is a, an article out there, and I can't remember who wrote it, I think it's a local Birmingham paper, it was called Why Alan Pardrew is the Worst West Brom Manager in history, <laughs> and it's just stories about him bullying players, deliberately playing four up front or something because he wanted to impress the fans, playing a guy out on right wing when he was a left back and before the game saying... You're shitting yourself, aren't you? You're <laughs> shitting yourself about this. It's it's <laughs> absolutely wild.
0: He must be one of the most hated managers. No one likes him at all. Nobody. Really. Remember he, he was awful in Newcastle as well and Mike actually gave him an eight-year
2: contract. <laughs> it's probably Remember still he in ruled
1: there. himself out with England job yeah, yeah, when yeah, nobody was talking to
2: him. Yeah, he probably is. It makes a mockery the old caretaker because old Dan come in caretaker. Tearing it up. Yeah. So, Hans, you can't have it both ways, can mm, you? No. Uh,
1: anyway, Craig Dawson.
0: I, makes sense. He's one of those sort of seasoned performers down there, not not a big spectacular sort of sexy name, but he's carved out a, a long decent career for him in a difficult
1: league to play in, with a, a difficult team to play for, yes. so uh, yeah, it makes, makes sense to me. Um, transfer news coming in, because it's obviously that time of the summer, it's starting to pick up, um, a surprise one, Watford and Bournemouth, who's hmm. the Bournemouth manager, Eddie Howe? Yes. Yeah, supposedly huge fan of Callum McGregor.
2: Quite rightly so he Yeah, yeah, yeah He you know, you know, knows his
1: stuff Don't see him leaving to be 10 honest. million quid Melly was a quoted Ooh. fee Changed your mind haven't I? <laughs> no. I I've challenged you you wouldn't, take, you wouldn't take 10 million quid for Callum McGregor What if I told you you could take that 10 million quid spend some of it on Paddy Roberts and give Rogic a new contract? Different story
2: there Isn't, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <But> <laughs> this is, a, as I say where well, uh, we could be looking at losing Roberts, Musonda Dembele, Rogic can't be afford to lose Guys like McGregor, these are guys that week in, week out will give you seven out of ten, play in a number of positions. All these guys we should be looking to keep and add to, especially a guy that's come through the youth ranks. But- I think you're
1: asking too much. I think you're asking too much, Melly, Stephen. I think he's been a greedy boy. I, I think if your expectation is that we're going to keep or oh, sorry, keep Eduard, keep Roberts, keep Roderick, and then add more quality. Hmm. I just think if you want to keep these guys, that's going to. I and I think we've sort of stumbled upon something here. It might take Celtic's entire summer transfer budget just to keep the squad at the level it's at. Never um, even took. Never even mind improving it.
2: That's fair enough, but I think Dembele will go this summer, and if he goes, that blows every transfer out out the water. That means we've got say we get twenty five million at least to spend. That's. We could spend that over two, three years. I'd I'd rather we spent it all this summer or whatever it takes, but if we get in Edward, get in Roberts, Dembele, gone, but Armstrong Rogic, new contracts, that's great business and it leaves you money to get other players
1: in. Don't forget, we've got £30 in the bank as well. Van Dyke money coming in as well. Van Dyke money as well. We've got Lewis Morgan to come in, who's actually in line for a call-up for the Scotland squad. Really? Yeah, yeah. Apparently they might be wanting to take him to South America. Pressing for a championship
0: players
1: really. Yeah. yeah, well we he, see Championship Player of the Year. Yeah. He won that, obviously we we picked up on that. Um obviously all this money that's coming in from the and breaking transfer records for Edward and keeping and Paddy Robertson Roger, Doesn't none of it matters because nah. I, I honestly, there's a there's a juggernaut has arrived <laughs> in Glasgow and it's gonna stop us winning the league. This man has won the European Cup single handedly. And that's it. <laughs> um and not as a manager, as a player. We are, of course, talking about the arrival of Stephen Gerrard to Rangers. He's now, coming for the crown
0: of the King of Glasgow, isn't
1: he? He's coming, coming for the head. He's coming at the King. Best he's not miss. <laughs> he's a Brendan Rodgers apprentice. Mainly he's pitched up at Ibrooks. Now, there's two ways to look at this. It's either an inspired appointment or it's the last roll of a dice for a board that have got no idea what they're doing. Um, I think it's somewhere in the middle. It is inspired. Because they've tried everything else. They've tried the Pedro Cachina. They've tried the Mark Warburton. They've tried the under-20s caretaker, Murthy. They've Jimmy tried Nicole. the super-staunch Jimmy Nichol. They might as well go and try an untried manager.
2: They really don't have much more to lose. I mean, they can't get any worse than they have been this no. season. They can't. It's Although, v- I said that after the semi-final in fairness, that. It's virtually impossible. I think he'll do well, but... Is that good enough for them? Doing well for him is getting this team to finish second. Said it before, all they have to do, much like Tommy Burns when he came in, is beat everybody else. They'll find it very difficult to beat Celtic, but if he can beat everybody else and get within touching distance, touching distance, the odd result against Celtic he will get closer, but will they accept that? I don't think they'll accept a oh, second, a comfortable second is good enough. It'll take him next season get in there. I think he's bringing a lot of staff from Liverpool so they're giving him all that. Just don't know how he's going to do. But that Does he frighten
1: be... you? Because that's the part online that Celtic fans are frightened of Stephen Gerrard. I wouldn't say he frightens me but I think they will be better next year and it, I hope it
2: wakes Celtic up. I've said it before, we slept this league this year. Mm. I don't think we'll be able to do that this year, eh, next year. One twenty-four games this season compared to two, two to go but 34 last year. Big drop, can't afford to do that again and we didn't win, well, if we won our last two games, that'll be the first time we've won four league games in a row this season. We can't do that. They'll be better. We should be better as well.
1: If I was a DJ, Stephen? <laughs>
2: you'd be scared.
1: I, I would be scared. <laughs> um, but I'm not. It, it, it doesn't frighten me, Stephen. I, I, Brendan Rodgers is a manager driven by success and ego. He is yep. not going to let Stephen Gerrard come up here and piss all over him. Absolutely not. And... Um,
0: if he yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unpleasant imagery on TNT he knows Brendan Rodgers knows more than anyone if he lets Steven Gerrard come up to this his backyard and have success he can forget any talk of getting the Chelsea Arsenal oh. whatever job it may be he, he's, he's eye on further down the line that that goes if he loses a league to Steven Gerrard I'm not saying he will but Brendan Rodgers knows more than anyone he cannot let that happen and he'll
2: have to Stop it's, a,
1: it's absolute box office isn't it Melly oh, uh, it brings so much attention sorry. and focus on the league
2: undoubtedly it, it probably will work out to an extent but it might not but as I said they're, they're so bad it can't get much worse they might as well try mm. this the guy was a world class player you've said it before he'll bring a standard to Celtic that maybe like Neil Lennon brought like you can't afford to lose games you win games no matter what yeah. and maybe it revitalises Celtic and Brendan Rodgers as well I mean Stephen said that he won't want to lose a league. He won't want to lose a game to Mm. Stephen Gerrard because if he does, we don't care about it. But that's talked about down south. So he'll be wanting to keep his three trophies if we win the treble, press on in Europe and absolutely dominate them home and away. At least Stephen Gerrard is a somebody for Rangers and
0: that's and that's an upgrade because the previous managers are complete nobodies. Yeah. Now, if Celtic were to appoint Rio Ferdinand as a manager, he would also be a big name and a somebody, but the difference would be that they've replaced a real manager. Well, with, with that. Aye,
1: that's a that's a terrific point. Yeah. You know, just all Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard is a name. Yeah. I bet you're right. But if if we pitched that, if we lost our manager, there there was talk. You know, if, if Brendan Rodgers goes, there's talk of Steve Clark or Neil Lennon. You know that that's the talk right now. But what if it was Rio Ferdinand? I would I would. That's a great because yeah. I would take yeah. Steve Clark over Rio Ferdinand oh, every every day of the week. So there's a lot remains to be seen. Robbie Savage, what about him? Oh my! I take Gary Neville. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah. I, bet you, I bet you Gary Neville Is a better football manager Than Steven Gerrard At least he's managed Some games before a, At least he's but managed Some games before
2: I think listening to Sports Sunday Covered Gerrard quite a lot I've uh, had a guy on From Liverpool uh, Liverpool Echo he done well With the under 18s Up to Most of them are Taken up to the first team But The guys He wants to do better but he's got a massive job in his hands and they're lucky that they've got this massive, massive six billion investment Yes, this,
1: this, this investment coming. There's all sorts of, you know how there's talk about how like, there seems to be in some Celtic circles persistent talk about Rangers going to no. and all, all this sort of so carry on and I don't really pay any attention to it, but when you sign Steven Gerrard and then immediately start talking about how big investments to follow, and then immediately start advertising for season next season season tickets. Struggle to get that out there, <laughs> and then you call a press conference to announce this big investment, and it's you're going to go and ask the fans for six million quid while
0: hope th- to generate six million quid. Yeah, even generate six million. Quid.
1: It's all to me. It's all starting to look like the last roll of the dice for for this current Rangers regime, and I couldn't be happier about that. <laughs> um, last couple of games of the season, Kilmarnock on Wednesday, as we record this at home. Aberdeen at home obviously Hearts was our last away game of the season. Kamarnock, we've not have we been Kamarnock no, yet? No, in the will, yes. Not not the Steve Clark, you know. Steve Clark yeah. came in. The last one was
0: Lee McCulloch near the start of the season. But no, Clark's undefeated. He's four points. The Brendan's won so far. Yeah, so
1: another so another point to prove. You no, know, you know we've got points to prove against Hearts. We've done it. We've got a point to prove now against Komarno. Going into this game,
2: I think the Komarno game will use it to rotate a bit. It's guys like don't see it. Hendry, Simonovic could come in. Well, Rogers did, Roberts, say, Rogers did say
0: they'll make some changes, but it'll still be a, a strong line-up they're
2: yeah. planning to put out. Because they've got one eye in the Cup final now. They can't afford to be letting people have days off. You
1: think we'll see Griff start?
2: Depends. I think it was just illness. So, hopefully, we have to be careful with Dembele. We're going to need him for the Cup yeah. final. So, I'd maybe have him on the bench Wednesday and start him next week against Aberdeen. But I think it'll be a changed team during the
1: week. Who would you like to see in Then Give me some names.
2: Yeah, Simonovic and Jack Hendry. Probably fling the men.
1: Robert Starton?
2: Robert Starton, Sinclair starting, that would start Armstrong. Give him some Gam- game time. Gambo Griffiths though. up front, definitely. Gambo. Gamboa's down. He's gone. <laughs> Let it go. Have we discussed? This,
1: uh, have we discussed the, the theory that's doing the rounds about Gamboa? No. He no. has made twenty-four appearances for Celtic, um, and there's a rumor that if he triggers his twenty-fifth appearance, then we might have to pay West Brom the some Michael
2: Ball syndrome. Yeah, we
1: might have to pay West Brom some money. So we're sort of looked at it going. We don't really need him Let's not. Let's not fork out a million quid or whatever it will cost us.
0: Why are you going to do my man like that? <laughs> I know. I know he's your man. I know he's your
1: boy, and you feel strongly about this, Stephen. But he's gone. He's gone.
0: <laughs> well, the Camara game. The, the last meeting between the two was decided by a Yusuf Malumbu goal. Hmm. He was excellent in that game, and it was his only goal of, so far of the season. What was it? And indeed, his first goal in five years. The last <laughs> of which came for West Brom in Sir Alex Ferguson's last game in football. Five each. Five each. With uh, Man United Lukaku hat trick.
1: Maybe, maybe there's a moment we should reflect on Alex Ferguson. Obviously, he was seriously ill. Oh, yeah, uh, does not handle this. Yeah, don't. doesn't bear thinking about We so just want, want the guy it. to make a speedy recovery.
0: There, there are some key influences on my football upbringing, and Alex Ferguson's absolutely one of them. I've spoken about it on the podcast before. I grew up being a schoolboy in the, nin- the early 90s. With Celtic and they were terrible, and I was going to games and all and loving it. As I said before, I didn't really have a perception of what was bad football at the yeah. time because I was too young to understand that. They were still my heroes anyway, but it was hard to grow up in that era and not at least pay attention to the Man United team that was that was winning everything. So Alex Ferguson and then Tommy Burns were the two guys who sort of shaped my early enjoyments of football.
1: Doesn't uh, it be I think, a think about no, it
0: doesn't. I know it'd be a, an odd one. I think mm. hard one to take.
1: Um, Anyway, back to the Commandant game. We couldn't let that mention pass without no. us bringing that up.
2: I think it's a good chance to see some some players win that game. It, it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, we want to win these no. games. You want to go into the final, but would you sacrifice maybe a wee... Point against Aberdeen if it means they finish ahead of the Hudders. No, no, I absolutely <laughs> oh. would not.
1: I would, I wouldn't. I no, would, would l-
2: sacrifice everything A I would pay. Uh, no, I mean, I
1: wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind dropping the oh, points. Yeah, right, right. I, I would, I would, I would play the youths against Aberdeen and rest everyone for the cup final <laughs> and let Rangers we won't struggle. Play
2: the full strength team. It is like six days before yeah. the cup final, so it'll probably be his cup final team he plays. But I mean depends Aberdeen play Rangers tomorrow we all know exactly what Aberdeen do when they play Rangers yes so it might not matter in the it. long run cake the bed the cake the
1: bed. <laughs> surely surely McInnes needs to win this one
0: well aye I mean see in fairness to Aberdeen they're sitting second again and we have to give them credit for that because we've spent all season talking about what good jobs Lennon and Clark have done and McInnes is sitting above them again just yep. quietly doing uh, doing fairly well record against Celtic Rangers is, is Pathetic this season. Top six yeah, yeah. it is. But somehow they've managed to get up there again. It's because every
1: other team in this league is, is rubbish. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like they just true. beat the teams they're meant to beat, don't they? Yeah, and that's how they end up there every time. But this, I mean, Rangers play Aberdeen, so they could cut each other's throats. Leaves Lenny a good chance, and the further Rangers finish down the league, the more qualifiers they've got, and that is going to be a shock to the system for old Steve Ag in it coming back. June for his pre-season plus, plus the money looking at the squad And going Well
1: oh, I wouldn't say Jesus Christ here, Jimmy Bell No, fit <laughs> <laughs> Wait till Jimmy Bell Means his daughter oh, <laughs> Lourdes. <laughs> Lourdes. um What's How does Europe work In Scottish footballs? At top three places
2: Top three But if Celtic Beat Motherwell In the final The fourth position game,
1: Ah so. right I see I see
0: There's been a lot of talk This season about how The league is a lot stronger
2: I'll be more willing To believe that it's
0: A good and better league When teams stop getting absolutely embarrassed in European qualifiers. Yes. I mean that's a word um, I'm going to use again pathetic last is, season. Yeah. Rangers lost to Progress Neither Corner. Yes. A name we'll now never forget. And I don't think the other team did any better. I think it was they
1: consistently up. underperform against teams who are much smaller in reputation, yeah. budget, everything. They just, they just, as Melly would say, kick the bed. They just, they just collapse in Europe.
0: When that changes, I'll be more willing to believe that the the game's going in the right direction in this country.
1: Uh, one thing that's worth mentioning is that you know Celtic might struggle to sign Edvald on a permanent deal or spend any money in the summer because women, Stephen, are getting free tampons at the games now. A disgrace, <laughs> <I'd>, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah a, an I,
0: absolute disgrace. What's the world coming to? <laughs> I
1: know. So that's where all our money's getting spent on. Yeah. No, there was first, a couple
2: first team in Britain to do it.
1: First team in Britain yeah. to do it. There was a couple of girls that started a petition online. We we tweeted it, and yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a good idea. I'm
2: going from starting a petition to uh, yeah. getting as far as it went. Well done. I mean, it's such little expense f- to make someone's a small percentage of
0: the of the going public they will match the experience that little bit better. Yeah. Just do it. I know just, it's, just mate, it?
1: it's 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 one. is it's not zero sum, but it has literally no effect on anyone that doesn't no, want involved no. in it. And if there's women at the game that require a little hand or they need one, of these, they can get them and they're available for them and that is the end of the discussion. It really doesn't make any difference to anyone else. What's been the crappest take you've seen on it so far? I've seen guys like, oh, when are
0: we getting our razors?
1: Aye, I saw that one. Never, met
0: because that's not the same thing. I know. <laughs> uh,
1: how many times, though, have you been at the game and your beard started and you've went, aye, off? I, oh, I, Jamie, any chance you could lend us a razor? I, that that's my beard started. Run straight away. Aye, aye. No, what I did like was a couple of the girls going, can we get hot water and toilet paper too? Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah,
0: And can we make the toilets so that visiting them isn't like smoking 45? <laughs> no. Do you have an idea? No, <laughs> you're, you're,
1: you're being too soft now. You're being too soft.
0: This game, coming from behind against Hearts at Taincastle, reminded me of a, a game from years gone by. It was a January 1st, 2006 game. Okay. Uh, New Year's Day, obviously the number one single was That's My Goal by Shane Ward. It was an absolute <laughs> classic game. It took place just one week before the Clyde game. So Roy yeah. Keane had just signed, but he wasn't registered in time for this game. Mm-hmm. It was a Hearts team that featured no fewer than three future Celtic aces. Oh, that was I Gordon, know. yay Hartley, yeah. yay and Oh, oh Stephen Steve, oh, 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 well, Presley. He? Yeah, yeah. Stephen Presley. Uh, yes. of course. Future Celtic captain, Stephen Presley. That was when That's God,
1: revolting, man.
0: Gordon Strachan really was taking the piss Gordon that.
1: Gordon Strachan hates Celtic.
0: Also, it was a Hearts team that featured youth Marksman Callum Elliot, who went on to star in one of the greatest YouTube videos of all
1: time. we're going to have to tweet that. Out. We're going to have
0: to tweet it. If you're unfamiliar with it, it featured a young Callum Elliot and his pal dancing sexually at each other with yeah. their shots off. I am Steve, and this is my pal
2: Callum, and together we are Bad Nation. Come on, come on. <laughs> it
1: was a good hearts team they were close was, yeah. is that the team that finished second what year did they finish second it was in sixth.
0: it was when they were they were definitely challenging at yeah. various points
1: <laughs> this is a reflection of how bad um, Alex Alex McLeish was as a Rangers manager George Bully, who by all accounts is an Alki <laughs> It took, it took hearts to second and Rangers finished third. <laughs> I know, it was incredible. The, 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 the forgotten season,
2: it never gets talked no, about. Never gets talked finished. about. I well, don't even think Barley left after eight games, did they not? Something like that. Yeah, they yeah. eight. Was it Graham Ricks came in? It was, yes. But I think they had three managers that year and they still finished second. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the Celtic team was Boric, Telfer, Baldy, McManus,
0: Wallace, Petrov, Lennon, Nakamura, Thompson, Hartson, and Maloney. Now, Hearts flew into a 2 0 lead oh. inside eight minutes through Jankowskis and Stephen
1: Presley. Schatchel to Elliott. That was a very good take by the youngster. Superb play from Hearts Hartley has Jankowskis in the middle. That's for Jankowskis.
0: 1 0 to Hartz. Fantastic play there
1: from young Elliott. Schatchel again with a corner. Awkward.
0: Up. 2-0 the Just after half time, Steven Pearson comes on mm. for an injured Stepan Petrov and changes the game after five minutes, scoring yeah, uh, it was a lovely goal. Yeah, too. it was, and that was arguably his best performance for Celtic, apart from maybe Benfica. the Benfica game. Yeah, yeah. they scored. In.
1: No surprise there, really. That's a good chest down by Harson. Here's Pearson. Maloney is on side. It's a great ball in. That's Pearson. Celtic are back in the what a super delivery
0: that is. A great way to make your entrance into this sort of game. Two deliveries from Shinsuke Nakamura swung the game fully. Both scored by former guest of the podcast, Stephen McManus. Yes. And future captain at this point. This is oh.
1: Nakamura, who's capable of an excellent Aye. delivery. Hey!
2: Oh, such a ripping up. McManus, the equaliser for Celtic. All delivery. Fantastic delivery that is from McElmoura. He Scored the winning goal last
0: week. To keep his side top of the table, and as he just delivered the pass from McManus to take a point from this game.
1: McElmoura again, plating it in. That's Baldy. Here's McManus again. again he scored the winner. Stephen McManus for
0: Celtic. That is all down to the pressure
2: delivery. A little bit of fortune, and for that man in the right place to grab a double.
0: I was in London the previous night. I went down to London, back when I still did cool things for New Year, before I've completely lost interest in it. I went down to London to see the Chemical Brothers.
1: Right. Yeah. That's quite a cool thing. Isn't yeah.
0: It? So I went down, and I was flying up the next day, New Year's Day, pretty rough, and Celtic were 2-0 down when I got on the plane, and 3-2 up when I got off it. That's yes, So, he, so, he so <laughs> I mean, I was trying to follow it in the airport, but that's 2006... Your smartphones weren't particularly smart, so I was probably on like an orange.com homepage with the, the scores updating every 10 minutes or something like that. But yeah, that was a that was a classic game.
2: Now, that game finished 3-0 to me because I got up late and missed the first heart score, Well, that's so that's up. all that matters. Yeah, But <laughs> It's one of those games, it was a typical Gordon Stratton game. I mean, the Pearson goal was a good goal. it goes out wide, and Maloney puts it in first time. Yeah. I think it was Pearson that put him in, so it was a great goal and he just goes past the keeper and puts it in. But... The, two, the winning goals Were from deliveries As you said From Nakamura Great header from McManus But the second one Decent finish But we just seemed To beat them Because we would better players right. Rather than better We seemed to grind out So many games there But beating hearts New Year's Day Disgraceful time To have a game <laughs> no. When I was that age And mad the night before But it was a lovely Lovely win And one you'll always remember Do you know who was on the bench That day?
0: Well Marshall Marshall was the, the goalkeeper But who were the four Outfield Kenny Miller no Worse than that Virgo idea Nope Not even him I'm struggling to get any worse Ben Hutchison <laughs> Mo Kamara <laughs> Flying left back <laughs> Ross Wallace played ahead of him Chinese stopper Dewey Who hadn't yet made his debut oh. That was yet to come The <laughs> following week Paul Lawson And Adam Virgo The versatile oh. of The new Chris Sutton
1: I'd like to speak to Adam Virgo Because I think he's got a lot to say About what happened When he came to Celtic Not necessarily bad just I think there was a lot of bad luck. I think he'd signed that his dad not die shortly after hmm. or just before he signed. He was first signing
2: for that, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was he was injured. He signed you know who's uh, who you know who do you know who Adam Virgo's manager was? Mark McGee. Mark McGee. Uh, yeah, right. Signed him for a, a million quid. That's like one of those uh Soonest Boom Song ones, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he, no, but we signed him and I think he had a bad time with injuries. He was signed as a defender, then he played up front and basically right back and, back uh, visit, no, like, right back and just no. never got a run of games and uh, his career sort of petered out from there
2: very complimentary of Celtic on Twitter though. he
1: is uh, yeah, that's why I want to speak to him because it never worked out but he's still quite complimentary let's close out with a wee game and we're going to play
0: Celtic transfer fee the price is right okay how this works is I'm going to give you six Celtic transfers without giving the fee and okay. you're going to total them up in your head Holy or shit. on your phones or something like that right. and, and guess how much it comes to okay now Rules are: if you go over, you're eliminated entirely. So don't don't overshoot. Mm. Whoever gets closest wins an official twenty minute Tim's mug. Jamie, you're one 0 up in this series of games we've been playing. So this is pressures on Melly okay, to draw here level go. here. The transfers are as follows.
1: Does he use his calculator on his phone?
0: Well, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can use okay. a calculator because right. I'm not going to give you the fees. All right. Paul Elliott from Pisa in July
1: 1989. Oh jeez. Gee, oh oh man. He told us. Uh-huh
0: another former guest of the show yep third former guest of the show Andreas Thom Bayer Leverkusen
1: 1995 oh um,
0: okay Juninho from Middlesbrough in 2004 okay Magic Zdravsky from Wisla Krakow in 2005 okay Tony Watt from Airdrie in 2011 okay I've been rounded up here, but this is And finally Emilio Izagiri from Motagua mm-hmm. in two thousand and ten. Now it's quite a specific number. It's not it doesn't land on a, okay. a nice even like ten million or something right. like that. So you might want to be as specific as you possibly can and again don't overshoot.
1: Six point two five million.
2: Six million and fifty thousand pound. The correct answer. Is five million? Oh, we're both
1: out. pounds. Oh, we're both. Out. Well, I, I, <laughs> I think the trick in there was that Janino you know, was a free. Was he? Oh, yes. I had him as a
2: million. No, was I had free. him as
1: six hundred thousand. I know Tony Watt was half a million was he he was
2: 100,000 was he 100,000 100,
1: oh, all 50. these fees are as reported by the
0: Celtic wiki an excellent three zone oh, like. oh, right. through right. them quickly mm. yep that was Paul Elliott it was 600,000 I Andreas had a Tom, million for him 2.2 2 million for Andreas Tom Junior free, Magic Zoravsky 2.2 million Tony Watt 100,000 and Emilio Zagiri 580,000 ah
1: oh, see I, I know was the ones about... it was oh, a draw I the... thought he was 1 point odd million the 20 minute Tim's mug gets smashed on the floor <laughs> of you no you were over did you not listen to the rules but yes
2: Oh, was
1: ultra, much it was. Six million, I Said point. Hey. Small, I, didn't, I, didn't hey. six million. I had a calculator and still got it wrong. And on that bombshell, <laughs> <laughs> we've discovered Melee can't use a calculator or count. What? Thanks very much for listening.